It's your boy Red Dooski. And it's your boy Rail here. You are now tuned in to the Spill Podcast. Spill Podcast. Let's go. Let's do it. Why is everything Hold wrong? Hold on, you recording that? Clip so long, bitch, you hang out the click, big chop, walk down, don't hang out the whip, got money in my mind, don't think about a bitch, drum, drum, go dumb when I slide with the stick, you better blow with your life when that day come, choppers on choppers, come take one, bitch, I'm a lot to come shake some, keeping a lock, bitch, that's one of my day ones, try my face some, roll up the face one, big back wood to the motherfucking dome, in the trap for too long, think it's time to go home, had a bitch for too long, so I told her move on, mix the feature with plays, had to switch up the phones, trap, woman got the train doing numbers, big clock with a clip full of thunder, one shot, put a fuck nigga under, What's up? What's up? Thank you for tuning in to the Spill Podcast. What man. up, brother? Hey, episode the four. Spill Podcast. We still here. Real still thugging it. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't, we definitely ain't going nowhere. Not for a while. Hey, man. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode. Thank you all for uh, liking and subscribing appreciate and commenting you. on everything we and viewing. Love man, it. Thank we you. Appreciate you, man. Keeps us going, man. Definitely Knowing that we got going. our audience keeps us going. Yes, almost um, definitely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What's going on, brother? Hey, man, I'm living life. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm learning why I'm living life. And Is it because you got your STEMI? I got my stimulus check, yeah. I got it. I got it. <laughs> hey, I think today's episode is going to be a nice episode, my guy. It's going to be nice. Really nice. I think it's nice. I think it's a lot of people out there that's $1,400 richer. Fourteen. Big fourteen. Oh, we out here, baby. When you play blast, when you play, I said basketball. <laughs> when you play basketball, football on your jersey, your number should be fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred. One four zero zero. That's my new address. <laughs> One four zero zero. Stimulus. I got Abner. my stimulus <laughs> lane. Richmond, Virginia. Two three two three four. Let's go, man. Let's definitely go, man. Yeah, man, it's good, man. It's, hey, it's good, though. Definitely. Yes, sir. It feels good to do another episode with you, man. It really? feel, it, Man, this is fun, man. You know, I was thinking about when I was on my way here. I was like, man, this shit fun. Definitely fun. At the end of the day, like, it's just Don't feel like a job. It don't. Yeah. I look forward to having fun and coming here and basically being myself. Hey, man, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. I appreciate yes, sir. It. And I appreciate y'all viewing me being myself, cause that's who you can. That's only who you can be at the end of the day. At the end of the day, no if, clout if chasing, out no here nothing. Trying to be somebody else, that ain't the wave, man. It ain't the wave. Be, be yourself. yourself, and then if somebody like you for being yourself, be the goddamn self. Be the goddamn self. <laughs> what are we drinking today? We on that make us mock us cranberry bacas. Make us mark whiskey, and I did a little bit of research on it. Well, just well, a little bit. Tell me what. Tell me what you think. The about research it. was. I was like, okay, what can we drink tonight? Because we was on the Terramata because we loved it so much. The Terramata is lovely. We really like the Terramata right. tequila. Shout out DJ Rocky. DJ. Shout out DJ. My brother. But yeah, so the Make us mark. I looked it up. I want to say, okay, what can we drink tonight? And I was like, okay, what's the most trendiest drink right. that people are drinking? So I looked it up, and it actually came up that the most popular drink in America is whiskey. Oh, whiskey. Whiskey. Now, I don't drink whiskey. Me neither. Do you drink whiskey? No, I don't. I just I just messed up. <laughs> you did. <laughs> but I don't drink whiskey. You don't drink But when we do, we drink Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. Make your mark mm. with Maker's Mark. They're going to dip your bottle. They're going to dip. Look at this. Look, uh, can y'all see this? It's dripping. 
the bottle got drip. It dripped all around it. Don't nobody seal their bottles like this. I didn't even know how to open this. I was opening this from this shit right here. <laughs> I was trying to open it from this shit right here. It got a little tab around it. That's like a regular bottle. You ain't got to do nothing extra. Don't rip this shit from right here. This come from the top around here. I ain't Just know what the, the hell top. I was doing. <laughs> but let me tell you, now we're at the Spill Podcast, and we're all about honesty. All about honesty. Speak and your I truth, can, my brother. I can say that this tastes like pure <coughs> sewage water. <coughs> Very strong. <laughs> this is it. some put some hair on your chest type stuff right it, here. It ain't for the new folks. No. So yeah. I had to mix it with a little bit of Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. I know y'all got money. <laughs> and uh, your brother. And put it in this solo cup. The best cup in the world. This ain't the Walmart brand. This is the best cup this in is the world. Solo cup. Oh, y'all got money too. But uh, anyway, that's what we're drinking tonight. It's actually good when you mix it with the Coca-Cola. If you're taking it straight, you better be ready for a night, boy. I tell you, that's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, man, we're going to get into it. The Real Report. The Real Report. Let's get into it, man. Now, all serious, for the f- before we get into the Real Report, now we, we, want, we want to address um, the uh, tragic um, murdering of the Eight people in Atlanta uh, this past week. Rest in peace. Um, you know, six of them being of Asian descent. Mm-hmm. Um, there is speculation or probably almost certainty that this was a hate crime. Definitely. And we just want to, at the Spill Podcast, be very sympathetic and show our compassion um, for the victims of uh, that tragedy um, to the unfortunate you know, selfishness and coldness of, right. you know, people like that. So, you know, we're here for you, man. Um, we know it's tough, you know, especially the black community. Definitely. Uh, we know what it feels like to be in your situation, Asian community. So we stand by you all the way. We appreciate everything. Yep. Really, honestly. It's all, all right. That, man. So back to what, we're here for, which is to, you know, have a good time. Almost definitely. Have this a good is time. Spill this is the spill. Oh, we ain't even do the button. Do the button. How? You know what? This is the button right here. This is the button. That's not the button. Thank you. I know. The Spiel Podcast. That's the button. That's the button. That's the button. So, and because we didn't do it at the beginning, we have to do it one more time. The Spiel Podcast. Okay. Now, back to the rail report. First thing we got on our agenda today is Kurt Franklin. Kurt Franklin. Kurt Franklin. Big Kurt. In the news heavy this week. Big Kurt. Big Kurt. Big Kurt. Big Big Kurt. Big Kurt, what they call him. (laughs) Cussed out his son. Now we wouldn't have known about this, but his son, his son recorded him. Definitely recorded him. Cussing him out. Right. And put it on social media. On social media. And then went back and claimed 
he's suffering from parental abuse. Now, don't don't forget this man is 33, 33 years, years old. old. Big 33. Now, my first thought about this, this is a conversation between a man and his son. A definite. A, a private conversation. And I feel, as a man, if your son is doing, excuse my French, some bitch-ass nigga shit, bitch-ass nigga, then mm, you can call him out on his bitch-ass nigga shit by calling him <laughs> a, a bitch-ass bitch nigga. nigga. So, Kurt, the Spiel Podcast. Talk to him, real. Jim's talk to him here real. for you guys. Kurt, we're with you, baby. Talk He's to him beside you. First of all, Melodies from Heaven is happens to be one of Melodies the greatest. from Heaven. Rain down. Rain down. Rain down on me. Rain down. Melodies. Melodies from Heaven. Let it rain, rain down. How can you go against a man like that, man? That is one of the greatest Negro spirituals <laughs> in the history of Negroes. Imagine if they would have had that song back in the spirit. Man. I don't know what Kurt Franklin's son thought he was doing. I don't know. I don't know if he wants somebody to side with him. <laughs> uh, first of all, you recording somebody. Right. A private conversation. And putting it out there for people to... And knowing that it could possibly compromise this right. man's money, so so he knew what he was doing. When oh he yeah, pressed record. he knew exactly what he was doing. You he know? knew exactly what he was doing. My problem. regardless of what, because he, he, he has came back right. and says his intention was not to put Kurt out there to damage his career. I don't. But I, that's a crock of shit, dude. Like. What, what, why would you be recording your father when you done seen this man from 33 years of your life? Knowing his reputation, <laughs> knowing who he is. Like if somebody, if my one of my kids was to record me and put me on social media cussing him out, that wouldn't mean nothing. You know, I'm, I'm regular. Kurt Franklin cussing? Oh, yeah. the church went off. The church went off. <laughs> the church passed off, which unfortunately, church folk probably are the on this side, my more judgmental and they hypocritical. Most, de most definitely is. Unfortunately, most definitely is. Like we we all know it's not nothing foreign to anyone. No. So they said Christians does that a lot. You know, and it's just like, how can we condemn him, knowing daggone well, in that same position that he might have been in? Because this ain't nothing new. This is not. Yeah. Their situation, I've seen, I watched interviews with Kurt. I've heard or saw the messages that his son sent after the incident. Really? This is something that they've been going through okay. for a while. Right. They've had therapy. Right. And even on the phone call, this is per Kurt Franklin, he called the family therapist while they were in the midst of their disagreement or their argument. Really? And that part of the phone conversation was not even played. Wow. So See, he was low, people, low. People were rushing to judgment on a situation between a man and his son based on a 30-second clip. Wow. But if given the totality of the situation and given the fact that Kurt Franklin did attempt and has been attempting to rectify uh, a situation between him and his son, a disagreement or 
whatever may have you, just like a lot of parents do. Every day, man. A lot of parents are going to go through stuff. Every kid every day is man. not the same. And every relationship is not the same. Me and my wife had this conversation the other day uh, about one of our children. And it's just like you have to really continue to definitely help your child and do what yeah. you're supposed to do Most as a definitely. parent. Most but at the end of the day, a child, a person is mm-hmm. going to be whoever the hell they are. Mm-hmm. It's plenty of children who have great parents right. that go astray. That 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 go off the rails, that right. do stuff that their parents never raised them to do, and at the end of the day, Kurt Franklin is dealing with a son that felt like it was okay to record his father cussing him out, knowing his background, and put it on social media to try to compromise his his status. Right, most definitely. I feel that's that's the only reason why you would do that. Why would you? We're not in your household. We don't know. What's going on? It's not our business. So why would you put it out to social media to have certain people condemn Kurt? But it kind of backfired on him because I feel like Kurt has more support Mm. um, after the fact. Because I think a lot of people of us, we're we're parents, you know, and we know how it is with kids. (laughs) Definitely. Most definitely. Like sometimes you spaz on your kids. Now get your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Like sit your ass down. Like wrong with kids you. get cussed out, bro, all the time. <laughs> like There's kids get cussed out, and it probably ain't gonna even matter how old they are. So the the world, our viewers, our likers, our subscribers, our commenters want to know: Was Kurt Franklin wrong? No, I don't feel like he. Was no, wrong I feel like he was proactively right because at the time he was being recorded, and he, he had already right. called his son a bitch ass nigga. So oh. after he. Figured out that he had been recorded. Oh, he's like, oh, this nigga really is a bitch ass. A nigga. bitch ass nigga. End of the day, and in the street, you record and you give it to whoever of the oh, authority. Oh yeah, you use a use that bitch ass. I've seen. I've watched The Sopranos <laughs> and I've watched Goodfellas, <laughs> and they would kill you. Snip, snip, snip. Like you would be dead <laughs> if it was Tony Soprano. <laughs> Or yeah, down um, somebody from Godfather so, or some shit. So fish, fictionally, fictionally, I don't know if that's a word, but that's a word. Fictional, it's a word today. <laughs> it's a word today. It's a word of today, kids. If it's this fictionally, if fictionally, if this was a movie, his son would be his snipped. son would be gone. Oh, his son, he would be, be out of here. But he'll be gone. Kurt Franklin, being Kurt Franklin, understandable. Apologize mm-hmm. for. Maybe not saying it, but maybe for his fans hearing it. Was the apology necessary? I feel like for Kurt Franklin, I don't feel like it was necessary, but I can understand why Kurt Franklin apologized. Okay. Like, it was Gucci Mane. <laughs> 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 it, it, was, it was Gucci Mane, and uh, I wouldn't expect Gucci Mane to come out. In it, but it was right. Kurt Franklin. I'd right. be like, okay. Right. I can understand I why can he understand. went and, yeah. you know, cleaned yeah. it up. Because his fans probably, it's, the reason why people are so engulfed in this, because Kurt Franklin told his son he would break his fucking neck. He was breaking his neck. And called him a bitch-ass nigga. A bitch-ass nigga. And, eh, you know, he was kind of right about the bitch-ass nigga part because he was recording him and put it out there. That, that and, and that what made it me uh, side more with Kurt Franklin because of the, the way that his son handled him. 
I feel like it was more of a provoking way to be able to say it was yeah. like amping him to yeah. cuss. Yeah, that's what he was doing. He's like yeah. kind of amping him yeah. to say some off the wall yeah. stuff because he was recording them. Why else would you, I've seen so many like Law and Order and shit yeah, yeah, where yeah, they yeah. try to you know get on, the man. person to say what they want them to say. That's right. some police type stuff, Definitely. and that's your daddy at the your end of the daddy, day, bro. That's your dad at the end of the day. That's your dad like, at the end, bro. And that's some loyalty type stuff. Like, Kurt Franklin, and I heard him after the fact still say that he respects his son mm. and still say that he's going to always be there for his son. And mm. I think that's some real strong stuff to say because if it had any, been anybody else, they'd probably been cut off. Definitely. But that's a lot to say about being a parent is that kind of like no matter what your children do, you almost kind of always got to be there for them. Oh, wow. And you always have to mend <coughs> that relationship, even if they're disloyal. Because that was some disloyal stuff. right? That's there. some disloyal and most heartbreaking stuff to a father, to mm-hmm. for his son to, to reverse could, the role tell. on him. I could tell. And I, I don't know. I the think her name, I think crazy. the way when I saw this, it was on uh, – I believe the lady's name was Tremont Hall or something like that. Like she got like a show and she had an interview with Kurt and his wife. And that's what I had watched when he was just like, look, we've been trying to get therapy, but we got therapy. Right. I think he even had a mutual friend, an unbiased friend on the phone with him and his son at the time to try to mediate. Yeah. But it got out, you know, it just got out of hand and, you know, it was recorded, which is, you know, like Kurt said. Well, Kurt, you're not wrong. We're no, you're not wrong. I mean, apology. I don't, and apology wasn't necessary. I understand yeah. why you did it, but we're here for you. Yeah. And we hope everything, I hope everything works out between. I, I hope y'all actually amend get, y'all this, get this together. Yeah. For real. Most definitely. So. Because we, we still need all the melodies from heaven. Melodies from heaven. Rain down on me. Rain down on me. Then it be like, rain, 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 rain down on me. La 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 la, it fall on me. Rain down on me. La 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 la, it. Hey, that's going hard. That's all this hard. That's all this hard. That made you want to be a Christian, you know. Man, what? I think I got saved that day. <laughs> if anybody want to accept the Lord in your heart, the doors of the church are now open. <laughs> the doors of the spill podcast are now open. Is there one? Let us know. Send us send, a DM. Send us. We'll sing it to the right place. Hey, I ain't lying. We'll get you. To, if the Spill Podcast is your way to get to Jesus, by all means, come by this route. By all means. But just know there's going to be some ignorant stuff said <laughs> along the way. Now, with that being said, Kanye West. Kanye. This week became, according to Forbes, the richest black man in United States history. I thought Dr. Dre was the richest. Not no more. Kanye. It's Kanye West. Kanye. Now, to everybody that said Kanye West was crazy, well, I, I want that type of crazy because 
that's that's billionaire crazy. That nigga got money. <laughs> he got money. <laughs> money ain't the question. He has wealth. He he no longer is rich. North he, he's Northwest, wealthy. East West, Saint <laughs> West, West West. All the West is slinging out west is good for the rest of the end of time we will see west in a lot of things I wow. pr- kim kardashian probably gonna try to reverse that divorce i don't think she gonna want to get divorced no more and that's the thing about it like um can can a man's bank account reverse the problems of a relationship i, I think it's a i think it's a very good band-aid i mm. think a man's income is probably like you know, back in the day when you get cut and your mama didn't have uh, the the good band-aids, like the band-aids. <laughs> she had bandages. <laughs> Them jumps would be on for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Go outside, start sweating, band-aid gone. You ain't the even know it was roll. gone. <laughs> roll that ball, yeah. <laughs> you still bleeding and shit like that. Band-aid ain't do nothing. <laughs> That's what broke niggas money do. It just keep, it put a band-aid on there for a little bit. Man. Now, billionaire Kanye money, oh, that's bandages. Oh, that's that's bandages. Neosporin. That's definitely Neosporin. That's Neosporin. That's hydrogen peroxide <laughs> on, on your relationship. <laughs> now, <laughs> you get with a broke nigga, man, you probably be lucky if you get uh, the first aid kit uh, wiped off at <laughs> uh, this motherfucker. That shit can get infected. <laughs> your relationship is infected. You ain't get a scab on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't get a scab. <laughs> your relationship ain't, ain't got no scab on it. Yo. You gotta get a tetanus shot for your relationship. Yo. The, the Spiel <laughs> Podcast. My boy Red is rolling. Man, let me tell you something. What, I think he was worth like $6.6 billion. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Kanye. And I was looking at like some old Kanye stuff. Like, cause I was on. a huge Kanye. Oh my god, man! Kanye was like my favorite artist. College dropout, <sighs> bro. I remember when college dropout came out. I remember college dropout came oh out. Oh my god! I skipped school. My mama don't know this. I skipped school. Hey, mama, to go to Sam Goody mm. to make sure that I got cl- ten o'clock in the morning. It for real. It won't. Kanye won't like huge back then. Right. And it won't even like. Everybody was there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was the only, I was the only nigga there waiting outside of Sam Good. It's like, it won't like a long, like Jordan's or something. Right. I was like, I had to make sure. And then I, I drove back to New Kent from Fairfield Commons. And it was like the most, the best music I have ever heard at the time. College dropout was. Man. And then, uh, I think Late Registration came Man. out. Late Registration. Woof. What's up? And then Graduation. No, was flashing lights on graduation? That was on graduation. Graduation was oh probably my God. graduation is definitely in my top five albums of all time. Oh, I know you love the show. Oh, mm-mm, mm-mm, well, I can't think of the words. Of this. What do I know? Flashing lights. What do I know? Oh. was hard bro that was my shit like i graduation that joint has it has some tracks on oh that my joint. God. do you realize mm. you are a champion your life what yes i did bruh graduation if you never heard graduation man let me tell you 
Go on whatever platform that you have and just listen to it. You can listen to it all the way through. All the way through. It's one of the greatest projects mm. I've ever heard in my life. Definitely one of my top five hip hop albums. Definitely. Graduation. What's your top five hip hop albums? Go. That's pressure. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's pressure. I ain't had time to think, bro. That's pressure. Maybe I can go. Maybe I oh can go. Oh, my God. So I'm going to go with the the uh, number one is, for me, The Blueprint. Oh. Uh, number two is going to be uh, Ready to Die. Mm. Number three is going to be, uh, oh, my God. I can't even think of the. Uh, the Tupac album where he was sitting on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever that album is, that one. Um, number four was, uh, Illmatic. Number five is Graduation. Now I wanted, you know what I wanted to put in there? What? Get rich or die trying. Oh, you, you, <laughs> he's in my brain. He's in my brain. I wanted to put Get Rich or Die Trying in there. In no particular order. Yeah, that was. I don't think mine was in no particular, no particular order. order. I was just saying that's my top five. Ready to die. Mm-hmm. Get rich or die and trying. God, I mean, damn, that joint is Get definitely. If it's trying. not in my top five, it's number six. Oh man, you can't forget about graduation, man. Graduation is. Good. He he just he soared off. Mm-hmm. He just soared off on it. And um. Reasonable, reasonable doubt. See, I love reasonable doubt too, and Re- I, that that yo, should be in my top five. Yo, but I like to, I just like Blueprint better. He was so gangster on re- reasonable doubt he is had definitely head down. With that the, might be number six for me. Man, he he just had that John like just reasonable doubt definitely. Ah, reasonable doubt. But reasonable the reason why I like Blueprint so much because it was a blend of it was like. Jay-Z, but then it was Kanye West beats, and then it was Timbaland beats, and then it was Swiss beats, and yeah, then it was yeah, Pharrell, yeah. and it was like yeah. like a crazy combination of all these great producers and Jay-Z, right. which is my favorite rapper, was like just crazy. Like, bro, Blueprint was crazy. I got I got to have a five, you know, um, a guy coming off the bench. No particular order. Carter three. Oh, Carter three. Now I you like Carter three. I like the Carter two. Car- I see. See, this the thing though. This the th- we we can go back and forth. Carter, Carter three was my Carter three. Carter was three was. I I'm feel like on it. Anyway, I'm on it. <laughs> I feel like the late people to Wayne embraced Carter three. But yeah, the, but the early onset fans knew about Carter one and Carter two. I mean Carter two. I still was probably crazy. know from. The front, the first song bro. to the last song, I used to rap the whole album. Bro. Word for word. I used to know Wayne. I probably still, you can probably throw some Wayne on right now, and I know right. word for word. Speaking of Wayne, if if you can, a Wayne bar, Wayne verse, anything. Oh, my. Oh, yes. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got it. I gotta think now. You put me All on right, the let spot. Me go. go ahead. Go let ahead. me go. So I so I guess it's my turn, and I'm gonna go and make his head like, like sideburns. sideburns. 
Big phantom on the road make a wide turn. Ooh. Big light green buzz is what I burn. Mm-hmm. Nikki, since I've been rapping, this what I learned. Mm-hmm. All these niggas straight pussy like dry sperm. Ooh. Paper chasing till my thigh burns. Uh-huh. And never give a bitch what I earn. Mm. The fuck I look like. I look, I'm looking for a bitch that can fuck right, cook right. And if not, left foot, foot right. Foot get to stepping. That whole walk life. Ooh, I got and one, bro. You got one. Stepping out the motherfucking car, day and all. I'm looking like a star, bitch. When you see me make, make a, a wish, wish. holla at your motherfucking boy, JR. Birdman, my paw, bitch. Born bread, born, born rich. rich. Dear Mr. Toilet, I'm, I'm the shit. shit. Got them other haters pissed because my toilet paper thick. I, I know. know. Yes. Yo. And that was on the card, too. That was, listen, when me and my wife started talking, right, the talking stage, one of our things was just chilling at the crib, playing Call of Duty, mm-hmm. soundtrack, Lil Wayne, everything. Yeah. Everything It was Wayne. a time where Lil Wayne was probably the only person that I played. Man, 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 man. Speaking of Wayne, okay, mm-hmm. Wayne was, Wayne, that, I, I think that was the only five. I mean, six. Supposed to go six, but I couldn't. You can't. Thug, I mean, that's how it is. It's hard yeah. to do five. Thug motivation one on one. Oh yeah, Jeezy. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely Jeezy. Thug motivation one. Hey, did I ever tell you that Jeezy came to my bachelor party? Nigga, what? Let me tell you the story. So, so we're at my bachelor party weekend. We in Maryland, right? So, Hold it's up. it's me. The spiel. This is, this is podcast. This really, this he is really. Before you doubt, before you doubt that Jeezy. Jeezy didn't come, I have two two of my homeboys. This is for my bachelor party. It was my my cousin Marv and my homeboy Trav. Right, we went up to Maryland, Baltimore. So, you know, we in the casino or whatever. Well, that morning, this morning, Trav was like, "Hey man, we should go see Jeezy because Jeezy was close by." Okay. Oh like, yeah, man, we go fuck with him, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, you know, we drinking and stuff. We had a casino. We lost track of time, whatever. We ain't going to see him. But we knew he was going to a strip club out there. Okay. So we go to the strip club. It's bring your own liquor in the joint. Right. In the strip club, whatever. So we go there. In the strip club? In the strip club. And the VIP was, like, mad cheap. It's like $10, 10 extra dollars to get For VIP. For the VIP? For the VIP, bro. For what? the VIP. I'm telling you. This one at the Super 8, was it? No, it was at uh the junk called Fuegos. 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 I don't I think it's closed down now. Okay. I don't think it's there no more. But uh we go to Fuegos and I, w- I the VIP was like this closed off area. Okay. And like you could go there and it was dancing and stuff over there, but I s- pretty much stayed on the main part until it was uh-huh. like this one part where um, I'm standing there. We I'm with my homeboys. Some more homeboys had came up uh, from New Kent, Charles City, whatever. And uh, we standing there, and all of a sudden, here come Jeezy. Mm. Walk, walk right in the junk, like right where we was at. Right. Nigga, short, short dude. I didn't think, because you think you see him on TV and yeah. stuff like that. They look extra tall. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, they got muscles and stuff, but Jeezy was short, small dude. Um, right. So see him going in the, in the VIP where I have access to. And I'm f- so Jeezy walked in. I'm literally walking right behind him, like I'm in the entourage. 
<laughs> like I'm in uh, the Arab Day going to VIP. Oh, you CTE. I'm in the VIP. You CTE. I'm CTE. And I stood there. I, me and my boy homeboy Trav, we was in the VIP, and we're standing there. We're getting treatment like we're part of, we're like we're with Jesus. Oh, Because we walked in right behind him. And that was, I mean, and that's why I said Jesus came to my, when I tell my, I tell my wife, yeah, Jesus was there. <laughs> Jesus came to my bachelor party. She's like, he ain't, he won't dare with you. <laughs> Nigga, he won't dare. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. yeah, so that's what happened with Jesus. But yeah, Thug Motivation, that's definitely one of the a great rap album too. Pro- if I was to put, I would put that in my in my top ten. Yeah. So moving on with the Red Report, last part of the Red Report. We got real. Now, um, this past week was the Grammys, um, and Beyonce became the um, tied the most Grammys won by a female artist. All time, which is a big stick, and only second to Quincy Jones mm. of all time, man and female. Big so stick. we want to give Beyonce her flowers today. Even though Beyonce, Beyonce got a lot of flowers, shout out. We go ahead and give her flowers again, Beyonce. We support you to be happy. Hey, but real talk, I saw Beyonce live, and uh, she just has this aura. It's crazy. It's like, I don't know if you you ever seen The Last Dragon. Yeah. The glow. Yeah. The, the glow that Bruce Leroy had. Yeah. Beyonce re- literally has that glow. Yo. A gold aura around her. Me and my wife was talking about it. It was like, uh, Beyonce is no longer, uh, well, she hasn't been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Just an R&B singer. Oh, no. She's a worldwide entertainer. Oh, yeah. She has. She is uh, <coughs> amazing to me. I think yeah. she makes, like, her music is just it's really euphoric. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't like her. A lot of people don't like her music, which is fine. You're which entitled fine. to your opinion. Yeah. Um, music, whatever. I think she's fantastic. I yeah. think she's made some awesome. great music and you be lying to yourself if you ain't never sung a Beyonce song. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> you be lying to yourself. You won't Tell sing it. Tell me about it. Drug and love. <laughs> Baby, Destiny's Child. Man, can you be my best? Destiny's be Child was iconic. A lot of people don't know. My favorite Destiny's Ch- uh, Child song had to be. Uh, uh, and it's just emotions. Oh, okay. Taking me over. Gonna have Lost in the song. And if you don't come back, come home to me, darling. Mm. Don't you know there's nobody else in this world? Just a lie. 
arrested and child. Somebody gonna sign me after this episode. I done did a lot of singing. You done did a lot of singing. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a record deal. <laughs> Can a brother get a record deal? This All you gotta do is put some auto tune on it. Hey, we in there. Hey, watch when uh, it's gonna be some auto tune on this. Yeah, it, we in there. Definitely. Once the auto tune put on, it's gonna sound good. We That's all you gotta do. <laughs> Shout out to Destiny Child. Shout out to Beyonce. BB. Hey, how you feeling about this makeup smart? So initially, I'm not gonna lie. Can I have some? It did. Yeah, let's go pull up. Yeah. Pull up the makeup markers. Cause you I'm know, low too. Cause I so I, I initially I said, let me tell you, okay. I did say that it tastes like sewage water. Yeah, might have been true when I first tasted it, but now that I've been drinking it. Tastes nice. It's sweet. Yeah, it's, it's it's like it's like it's coming around. It's like okay. It's, it's like, like okay now. It's like that cousin at the family reunion. You don't know mm-hmm. how he is. Uh huh. But then when y'all get to talk, you be like, man, that nigga. <laughs> but for me, what happened with is a cousin that you see at the family reunion. You don't really know if he cool or not. But then he pull out a joint. You be like, you know what? He all right. He all right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is okay. My cousin. 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 <laughs> What you doing on it? Let me hit that thing right quick. Yeah. How you how you, how you babies doing? How they baby? all right? Mm-hmm. Your grandma and my grandma sisters. We, bro, we is blood. We, we, is, we is blood. Let me hit that thing right quick. Man, let me get some cut juice. The little Coca Cola oh. right here. Coca Cola. Shout out the to official Coca-Cola. soda of the Spill Podcast. Hey, maybe. Hey. If you if you we could at least get a deal with cola. Some at it. Just some at it. Cola. If, if you ever need to chase something, Coca Cola will hey, get you. Hey, we can't get Coca Cola. Can we get cola? Cola. <laughs> just, just, just the cola. Like when you go to Dollar General and they just got cola. They just got cola. Oh, they got uh, what's the joke called? Mountain Lion. My Doctor Pill. <laughs> <laughs> some Shasta. Some Shasta. Some Shasta. Man. So they know that we ain't nothing right now. <laughs> there you go. Coca Cola, hit that. Let's get a couple dollars. I guarantee somebody's going to buy some Coca Cola after they somebody watch this. Somebody's going to get some Coca Cola. And some Maker's Mark and Solo Cups. And Solo. We just made y'all $100,000. Shout out to the Spill College Podcast, man. Hey, man, that was the Rail Report. And that was the Rail That was a Rail Report. Rick and Mike. We're going to chop it down. To the comedy corner. Comedy corner. And this segment called I Got Your Standards. You got your standards. It's a little jingle, right? All right. I'm going to need y'all to settle down, put your ear listeners to the devices. Relax and take notes. Because I got some for you, right? I might need a little hand cap. I got you, brother. Just, let you know just go ahead and start singing, and I got you. Hey, hey. I got two daughters and a badass son. Put mm. some stimulus in my bank account. I'm about to have fun because I got my stimulus. Stimulus. I got my stimulus. Stimulus. Got a new car. 30-day tags. Got my wife a new wallet and a new bag because I got my stimulus. Stimulus. I got my stimulus. Stimulus. What would you like? That's what the lady said. I said, she. Give me them crab legs because I got my stimulus. Stimulus. I got my stimulus. Stimulus. It's Friday. I think my stomach hurt. She. I ain't trying to go to work because I got my stimulus. Stimulus. I got my stimulus. Everybody stimulus. said I got my stimulus. Stimulus. I got my stimulus. 
Stimulus. Dum, dum, dum. Stimulus. Dum, dum, dum. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, man. Come on, man. Hey, man, thank y'all for rocking with us, man. We just going. We just going to keep on going because we loving it how y'all loving us. And this was what we do. It's what we do. And, and you know what? I did this even before I got my stimulus, stimulus, <laughs> stimulus, stimulus. <laughs> hey, man. Now for the dad joke. The dad joke of the day. Are you ready, bro? Quiet in front. Quiet in front. All of those who you were cheering for Beyonce. Say Beyonce, and it's yeah, just crazy. She, she right just now. have that aura, but anyway, it's all over the world. Dad joke of the day, brother. I'm sorry the about that. Dad joke so of the day, right? What did the janitor say when he jumped out the closet? I don't know what did he say. Supplies. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> that was really good. I believe it was my turn. It's definitely your turn. What do peanut butter and prostitutes have in common? <laughs> Say it one more time. What do peanut butter and prostitutes have in common? I don't know, Ray. I'm lost. They both spread for the bread, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> they spread it for the bread, baby. They spread for the bread. Yo. Oh, shit. The Spiel Podcast. Hey, that's crazy, bro. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right, man. What's going on? Where we at? Where we at? Uh, are, we, oh, are we going to the Spiel of the Day? I think we're on the Spiel of the Day. We on the Spiel. The Spiel Podcast. Let's get to the Spiel of the Day, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. All right. The Spiel of the Day is, why does a tragedy have to affect the black community for us to support each other, my brother? And that's a, that's, excuse me, that's a great question. Hope that burp gets edited out. If yeah. not, we're going to rock with it. But great, great question. And this is, uh, you know, when, when, and this is specifically related because we probably both seen, um, things this past week and people say certain things that were very insensitive, right? Mm. So the tragedy that happened in Atlanta, right? right? So the victims were, six of the eight were Asian. And so it's being, uh, categorized as a hate crime towards the Asian community and hashtag started that was called stop Asian hate stop Asian because and I didn't know this but apparently they face a lot of racism too right um and 
a lot of I've seen a lot of people say, well, when a lot of black people say, well, when we go through what we go through, and everybody knows what we go through, they don't, speaking of Asians, run to us and do any sort of, I guess, support for our people. Right. And I thought about this, and I was, my initial reaction to when people say stuff like that is, you know, you're very cold. You lack any sort of compassion. Right. Or information. Towards, you know, the situation, because these are human beings that, at the end of the day, regardless of what race they are, what color they are, these are human beings that lost their life. And as human beings, we should, if you don't have like a cold heart or you're not an evil person, you can't help but to show compassion towards that, regardless of what has happened to our people, because we know our struggle. And that is the only reason why us as black people can relate to oppression. Yeah, We can relate to struggle. We can relate to uh, our people getting murdered because of how they look. Right. So we, us as black people, we have always been a forgiving and compassionate race because mm. the narrative is, the narrative is that Asian, I guess, overall, they don't really care for black people other than our dollar. You know, okay, I, I, I get you. That's I get what you people kind of say. So when we go through stuff like yeah. when, yeah. you know, if there's a police shooting or even if there is an issue in our own communities where it's black on black crime, you don't really, where some people are taking this is you don't really see a lot of Asian people coming to our aid. Okay. So why yeah. should we now Protect overflow yeah. support for them? And this is the reason why. Is because as a people, we cannot match our oppressors or people who don't like us. We cannot match their energy. We cannot. It's, it's very not. important <laughs> that because if we if we were to do that. Because it, it, it keeps overflowing every year, every day. It's just this hate, just like it. All that stuff just keep flowing. Every right. time we, every time you think we dunk the cup, the cup mm-hmm. just keep flowing back. Yeah, you know, it just right. keep going and going right. and going and exactly. going. Exactly. So I understand where you're coming from. Exactly. We can't we can't match that energy because I don't think as a whole as black people we would be where we are. And not mm-hmm. saying that we're at a most awesome place. Right. But we wouldn't be where we are as a black people if we had equally treated other races as they treat us. Right. We would not be as far as we are. Not saying that we should just be giving in or take disrespect or take people using us because we know that's what happens. Right. But I'm based I'm basing it off every time something has happened to black people, whether it be slavery, whether it be Jim Crow, whether it be civil rights, right. whether it be police brutality, right. whether it be um, affirmative action or anything like that, speak my brother. Black people always overcome. Overcome. 
every single time. To me, that is greatness. And greatness does not succumb to mediocre. At all. It doesn't. Michael Jordan is not going to lose one-on-one against Spud Webb. Definitely not. He's not. Or Larry Bird. Or Larry. Larry was a beast. He was, but I don't know. And Larry did whoop Jordan ass a couple of times. I think you got to leave Larry Bird out this. <laughs> what about Jerry West? Maybe Jerry West. He's the logo, logo, but maybe the Jerry NBA West. Logo. But Larry Bird, you uh, you got to leave Larry Bird out this, okay? Because he was a baller. But Spud Webb was very short and could not guard Michael Jordan. And what I'm saying is that greatness does not succumb to a mediocre. Michael Jordan is not going to lose to a mediocre NBA pl- right, player. Right, Black people are. In this equation, we, we are a great people. We overcame a lot, especially coming from slavery. It was a lot of rebellion. People lost a lot of lives, especially during Jim Crow, especially during civil rights, especially yeah. in the last couple of years as we continue to be oppressed, as we continue to be murdered by the hands of people who are supposed to protect us. Um. And that's not saying anything because I do have a cousin in law enforcement. That's not anything necessarily directly against law enforcement as a whole. But right. there are police officers right. who look at black people and automatically assume guilty. And there are police officers who abandon their training and are quick to pull that trigger when right. unnecessary. That's the facts. So I'm saying all that to say this. We know what it's like. To be looked at and to have people judge you because of your color, your color, your skin, or what they may even even be seeing on social media. Because when you look at these videos on social media, you see some videos that you see black people fighting each other. You see it all the time. I watch it. I watch them. You see black people fighting all the time. My wife was going to... Uh, Asian lady to do her nails. Uh, Asian lady ended up, something happened at the shop. She ended up having to do nails in her home. So she invited my wife to her house to get her nails done, basically. Um, she never had had a black person in her house. Are you serious? Bro, that's, yeah, but that's not foreign. That's not really a foreign thing. I mean, I can't really recall how many Asian people's house I've been to. like my babysitter when i was young was korean when i was like three but since then that's probably been the only asian person house i've been to that's even astonishing that you even have a korean babysitter yeah she lived down the street (laughs) (laughs) miss kim i'll never forget kim yes sir but um with all that being said, she she was going there to get her nails done, and uh, she never had a black person in the house, and the lady was paranoid. She was paranoid because the only interpretation that she had on black people was loud yelling and fighting. Are you serious? Especially black women. So she was letting, letting my wife, who it's been a while but she probably could still throw but she ain't she ain't on that who that rah rah that ratchet stuff you know i feel like my wife is pretty you know she's pretty she doesn't come off she's well spoken 
Yeah. Um, unless you piss her off. Now that's yeah. a that, that's a different side. Don't play with TT. No, no. Don't play with but TT. I say that to say this. That is think about if you're Asian, you've never been to this country before, mm-hmm. and the only thing you have to go off of is social media mm. as far as black people. It, it, it and think about how we're depicted. Yeah. And think about the stereotypes yeah. and how people think about us. Yeah. Uh, some people think about us in a good way. Some people think about us as just entertaining. You know, they, they see us dancing and, and, and acting and singing and all that stuff, and they just use us for that. Yeah. Some people actually see black people as other races see black people as very beautiful people, now, which we are. Now, when you say when you say social media, um, <coughs> you know they've been depicting us um, a certain type of way since social media. Before, right, right. You know, you're so absolutely right. You're so absolutely right. We were we were looked at as uh, as less anim- than, yeah, less, less than, than, yeah. You know, so that's y- you're absolutely right. Even before social media, so I, I mean, dating back, I mean, you're talking about hundreds of years yeah. of people treating you a certain way and thinking you about a certain way. So I definitely could understand how this lady could look at my wife and be like, I don't know if I should, you know what I'm saying? Because I think that's only natural. Just like if I, cause I don't know how you feel about this and I'm not prejudiced. I'm not racist. I'm not just asking, but I feel more comfortable around a majority, if I was to go somewhere, I would feel comf- more comfortable if it was majority black people there. So, so let me ask you this. So, um, you, when you say that, when you say that, do you, when you are around majority white people, does racism, or do you feel like a racist? Now, this is the thing. I that? know white people. Yeah. I grew up in New Kent County, Virginia. All most of all the white people there are Trump supporters. Wow, I and racist. Right, not most of them, but there are some racists, and there was racist situations coming up right. that I can recall. So, and I've been and I used to hang around all different type of white people, from the the redneck white people to the rich white people to the white people that wanted to be black. Right, I hung around all of them, so I think that I have a good. Yeah. interpretation around white people. So that goes back to... So I, I actually, I probably believe would be okay Okay. with being around. It's, it's not an issue. Like, I wouldn't... Well, I take this back. Now, I Because this just happened. We went out last week. And I don't know if you know how Richmond is now, but they have... Basically what they had before, you have, you know, Scott's Edition now. Yeah. It's all the breweries. So we were out brewery. uh, Saturday and... Around like 12, 1. We was about to take my wife out on a lunch date. And we went to this place, brewery, and uh, we looked in. A lot of white people. Okay. Turned around, got back in the car. We was like, nah, we don't want to go here. Now, the question is, why? Uh, it's a lot of white people. <laughs> 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 I think, and really, you know, it was my wife. It was like I think we have like a, a, a like we go somewhere mm-hmm. and we look in and we're about to be the only black people there. Yeah, we're gonna feel uncomfortable, right? And this is the reason why. When you're in nice places like that, 
and I have been in situations like this, the service becomes less than. Wow. Because for some reason, and I'm not saying this is every place, but I have been in places where I was the only black person or black people there, and you don't get the same type of treatment. They don't come to your table as much. They don't just give you the type of service that I feel like you need. So what comes with that is you don't get a good tip. Yeah. And then yeah. what happens that is now it's a, you know, because it's a stereotype that black people don't tip. Right. And that's not true. If I go somewhere and I get good service, I will tip well. I would tip very well. I, I would tip well. And I we we end up leaving and we end up going to Cause so, and it's crazy to me how we was at Scott's Edition and it was majority white people. We go across Broad Street to Carytown and the mixture of people wow. instantly, and I can't help but to feel this way, right. instantly made me feel more comfortable okay. than I would, and my wife comfortable than we would where we was at. Right. Because where we was at, we just felt like we were getting a lot of different looks because we were the only black people there. I don't know about you, but I'm a big black man. And when I go out in public, white people are staring at me. Mm. Why? Probably a lot of different reasons. But one of the reasons I probably, why is because stereotypes are running in, in their head. Yeah. Is this big black man going to harm me? Right. Is this big black man going to do some big black man stuff? Is he angry right now? Is it? And the answer is yes, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Nah, he's just joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking some Italian. But yeah, my 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 ordeal on it is um, we have uh, tragedies that hit us last year as far as Ferguson. Right, Ferguson was definitely a big one. Yeah, um, uh, the the George Floyd was George was definitely yeah definitely and, um, big. We had a we had a, a lot this past year. Yeah, this and you know that got killed in Atlanta by the police and yeah you know that so but during that time is when I seen a lot of black people developing these organizations and coming together and supporting black people like right why does why does person have to sacrifice their life well not not necessarily their sacrifice sacrifice sacrificing their life but something happening to them, you know, tragedy that, mm-hmm. you know, that we're, we're coming together to say, hey, we need to stick together, such and such and such. Right. You know, so. And, and well, it's, it's, for me, it's always tough when stuff like that's happening because I'm a black man. So, w- and naturally, when I feel, when I see, uh, constantly see, uh, a black man that looks like me, that might be my same age, that might have children like me, mm-hmm. get killed. Whether it be at the hands of the police, or even whether, because when I see a black man get shot, got shot in Southside, thirty-three years old, thirty-four years old, that that affects me too. Yeah, that affects me yeah. too because yet and still, yeah. I'm still a black man, and this is still happening to people that look like me. Yeah, still, regardless of who is on the other side of that gun, yeah. I can't help but to feel a relation to to that. So with with Asian people or even when like I don't remember a couple years ago, um 
in Las Vegas at the Country Western concert yeah, the when the dude with the sniper was in the, the building and shooting down on white people. people. We felt that. Yeah. We felt that sh- not because they were who they were, but we felt that because this happened to people. So at the end of the day, if the first thought of your mind will is, well, they didn't come to us when this happened and that happened, then you just cold. Mm-hmm. You just a cold individual. And that's not how you want to be. If you want to treat others and think about others yeah. as you would want to be treated. That's uh, the golden rule, probably one of the first rules people ever know. Treat others as you want to be treated, treat even if it's not reciprocated. And I know that's tough. Mm-hmm. And I know that's hard. But at the end of the day, if you're not cold, then that's how you're going to carry it. Right. Now, let's let's keep it real. Let's keep it all the way real. Mm-hmm. The black community is a hard community, mm-hmm. right? You know, when we see things, we look at things, we very judgmental on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing this from uh, an adolescent, right? So now, becoming a businessman, mm-hmm. a black businessman, mm-hmm. it's even harder. Yeah. You know, because if I put, right now, if we sell the school uh, shirts, mm-hmm. let's just say we selling them for $20. Right. The black community, not everybody, will it will turn heads like $20 it, it def- for a t-shirt? It definitely will. It definitely $20 will. $20 for a t-shirt? It definitely will. You know, but you will go out and to these other companies they're selling shirts for forty dollars, fifty dollars, and you don't mind, right? But an upcoming African American person that's, you know, trying to become on that statue or that price, and I and I think that, and I think that we would initially get the support that we need. I feel like if we came out with spill spill podcast shirts, right, people would buy them, right, offhand. But who's gonna purchase them? Uh, spill podcast hoodie. Mm-hmm. Who's going to purchase a spill podcast cup? Who's going to mm-hmm. purchase? I feel like once you keep on, okay, we got this, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, for this amount of money, people going to be like, uh, you know, this nigga coming out with another. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, I it's going to be like, this nigga coming out with something else. I give it to saying. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, I heard Denzel Washington say, if you if you get somebody too much water, they're going to drown. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, oh, $20 shirts, people going to buy them initially, but we, what if we have, we got to have more to offer. Right. You know, I think, and this, what we're doing right now is the offering, really, mm-hmm. and this don't cost a penny. Mm-hmm. You know, once we start doing it more and more, and I'm glad we're having this conversation, people are going to want to buy right. Spill Podcast shirts. People are going to want to buy Spill Podcast Like and mm-hmm. subscribe. Like and subscribe. And follow views, Spill Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, all that at the Spill Podcast. The Spill Podcast. All right, I can't ever do that. <laughs> that was real though. <laughs> so let's get back to the conversation. Now, being that you said that, right? Now it's it's upcoming. Such a business, it's booming, mm-hmm. right? You got a lot of women that's doing wigs, mm-hmm. nail techs, uh, lashes. A lot of uh, companies, a lot of black people doing, you know, a clothing company, whatever. Right. Now, with that being said, when it when the time 
to unify, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard to be able to support the upcoming person? Why do we? I think that um, black people are used to the versus doing the battle, the doing stuff a certain way, right? Like. I know me, if I want a, a pair of pants or I want a pair of joggers or, or some shoes, I know I like Nikes. Okay. I know I like Nike. I know I like Nike stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to buy Nike stuff. I'm used to buying Nike stuff. So when a black person come in and they're trying to promote their clothes okay, or their T-shirts or right. whatever the case may be, right. I know that I'm going to buy it. I'm going to support. Because I want to support black all the day. All day I want to support black all day, but what I don't want to do is support and then, okay, now I support it. Okay, I think this is what businesses have to learn. How can you get, and I think this is a very important part of business. How can you get this? How can you get my Nike to convert to yours? Mm. How can you get my Nike to co- for me to buy yours over my Nike. That's hard because Nike is so established. Right. You're brand new. Right. I mean, that's, I think that's a part of business though. It's like, how can you uh, beat out and get people? Cause clothes is a very popular thing. A lot of people get into shirts. A lot of people get into yeah. clothing. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna make some clothes. I'm gonna get this brand and it'd be nice. Right. It'd be very, Real, they can get high quality stuff, but how can you get somebody to follow up? And oh, this is really nice. You're gonna get. You're gonna get. Once you first come out with something, right. you're gonna get people to buy your stuff. But and it's I like, how can you continue to get that business to grow after that? How okay. can you get them to continue to come? That's where we going. That's where I want to end because the meme is is it's like a lot of people feel like a black person has to work the hardest out of all the the white people uh asian we do you know we, we gotta, do we gotta do so much to be we do because we don't have we don't have like if you look at like white people in general right so they've they have a lot of generational wealth that they can pass down from generation to generation so they're never broke mm-hmm. some white people like some white people don't have it some pi- white people do like black people, where we came from, we don't have a lot of things that we can pass down from generation to generation to generation where our children and our children's children will be good. So, for instance, Donald Trump's uh, father gave him a million dollar loan. A million dollars. Off jump. He didn't have to work or long for anything and became one of the richest men in America. So that's just an example that I'm using as far as how they get to that point. I'm sure whoever came up with Nike or whoever came up with Polo or whatever the case may be may have had a similar background. May have not. Um, Homeboy who uh, uh, came up with the Facebook, whatever his name is, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, Zuckerberg. Um, I remember Facebook came out. It was just a platform where... If you were in college, this is where they shared the parties. Yeah. You can go there and link with people from other colleges and find out where the parties were that weekend. 
And that's what Facebook was used for. Look at what Facebook is now. Oh. A billion dollar yeah. mega industry company. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you come from different backgrounds, but what, like who can now come out with it? Can somebody come out with an app that can beat out Facebook right now? Mm. No. Yeah, they can't. Right. You, they, they cannot. There's not, nobody can come out with anything to outbeat Facebook right now. If somebody was to come out with an app, they could do the same thing Facebook would be. They'd probably be out of business within a year. Just like if you come out with clothes, you're not going to outbeat Nike. You're not going to outbeat Jordan. You're not going to outbeat nothing. So you're going to have to depend on the support yeah. of your com- local community. Right. To, to stay up. And the black community just ain't like that. Yeah. When I see, I got a lot of Spanish people that live around me. They only deal with Spanish people. They only sh- they don't shop at Food Lion. They go to the bodega that's right beside Food Lion to shop for their stuff. For the most part, they support. They if they need something done to their house, they need something done to whatever the case may be. Their car, they're not going to uh, Tyrone's Auto Shop. They go to Jose's. Black people don't do that. Black people don't do that. Enough of that. I don't say they we don't, don't do, do that. We, we don't do enough of enough it. Enough of we it. We might do it initially. Yeah. But I feel like you also have to put out, if you want somebody to continue to, to sum it up, if you want to s- people to continue to support you, you have to come out with quality stuff, too. Right. You have to have quality service. Yeah. And it can't be expected just because you black, black people should, you know, you have to treat yourself as a business. And you got to yeah. throw the black out. And that's unfortunate what it is, but if you want to continue to thrive the way that black people set up is you have to try to get business from other people because just because you're black, the black community is not going to support you fully. And I feel like that's probably one of our weaknesses is that we don't always shop black. We yeah, don't we always buy. support new yeah. black businesses that come out and they, and they end up failing, and that's unfortunate. But I feel like uh, the this past year, a lot of black businesses have started up um, due to COVID or whatnot. Yes, and I feel like that it may be turning. It may be turning the corner. It's been a spike. It may be turning the corner in our support. Yeah, but it's still we still got work to do. We still got a lot to do. We still got a lot to work on. And um, on this podcast, we support black business. We support owners. black business owners. Yeah. So if you're watching this, if you watch and you want to support your black business, and you want to shout out to your black business. Mm-hmm. Hit up the Spill Podcast on all social media platforms. The TikTok is up, too. Definitely. Facebook is up. Instagram, Twitter, the Spilled Podcast, YouTube, comment in your business, and we will try to mention it in one of our, on our social media page. We got you. On our, we got you. We want to boost and we want to uplift and we want to change the narrative that blacks don't support their own. Because we got you. We We are here. Because this is a black business on business right here at the Spill Podcast. The Spill Podcast. Amen. Hey, Rail, tell them where they can find you at. Find me at Rail's house on Instagram. You can find me at Rail J Miles on Facebook. You can also follow my business page, Mill Rich LLC, on Instagram. Um, That's all I got, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on all platforms. That's R E 
double D. D U S K I. That's Red Dusk. Hey. And we appreciate y'all. And we want y'all to be. I think somebody whispered Beyonce. I, I, I don't know what happened there. Yeah. But thank y'all for viewing the Spill Podcast, episode four. We'll see y'all next time. And we out. The Spill Podcast.